Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your missions-related questions. With me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hi. 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 Okay, are you ready for my question? I think it's a big one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Why are there so many people coming to know the Lord today? Is it similar to the early church, would you say? Like, is is there an easy answer to this? Um, there's a good answer to this. Okay. Um, it's sort of an exciting answer in regards to the fact that you've got um, a lot of people now that are turning to God, and, and many people sort of doubt the numbers. In other words, we're not talking in Western standards anymore of a few hundred or a thousand or something like that. Overseas, as people will probably if they've been involved with Empower at all, we're talking about massive turnings to God in some of these countries of thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and over a longer period of time, millions. And therefore, we are really talking here about um, a revival on steroids (laughs) that is going, popping up in many of these various cultures and, uh, and countries. And then we have to compare that to the early church. So I get asked all the time, Joy, this question. Okay, what's the difference between what happened in the early church and what's happening today? That's the the, the bottom that's to this question. That's how I should have phrased the question. That, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> that, there's, what's the difference? Okay, so I, I've got a few notes here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share these with you. Here's some scriptures to think about. In Acts 2, verse 41, this is right after the day of Pentecost. It says this that they added that day 3,000. Okay, so 3,000. Acts 4.4, 5,000 men came to the Lord. Acts 5.14, multitudes of men and women were constantly added. All right? So they they couldn't go beyond. It goes from three to five to multitudes. Don't know how many, but obviously more than 5,000 and probably into the tens of thousands. Then you've got, um, you've got, Another one in Acts 6, 7, where it says the number of the disciples continued to increase. So now you've got more and more upwards. They're not even going to try to estimate it. (laughs) But now you're going to think about this. What were conditions like back in the early church? Well, one is that this was brand new concept. They were starting in the book of Acts basically from square one, and they were moving on. So you had Jesus, then you had the disciples. 12. Then you had the 70 sent out. And then you had, shall we say, groups of people around, which we don't have any idea, when Jesus in his walkings and travelings led people to the Lord. Then you get to the day of Pentecost. Then you go after that and you see in Jerusalem where the church grew. Then they're kicked out of there and they start to go on missionary tours in that region of the Mediterranean. And then you've got it going down to Ethiopia and the Ethiopian eunuch taking the message right. down south. So it starts to expand, and the numbers were growing. But also remember, in the day, in that period of time, you had the Roman Empire, and the Roman Empire was a very brutal empire, and there was death everywhere. And people did not live with enough food, so there was starvation. There were diseases in those days. Leprosy was serious stuff. Yeah, it was all about survival. Uh, totally yeah. survival. And it was tough sledding. And therefore, the average life expectancy, either through childbirth problems or, or age or disease or war or something like that, was very short. 
bottom line is this, that people thought about death, suffering, persecution, all of these things all the time. And now you had the gospel come in there and talk about a kingdom that believing in Jesus would get you into this kingdom that transcended this earth into another world. And this is the message that came into these problems. And this was a period of time in history that had huge problems. And God chose to send his son at the appropriate time. This was the time. And the church grew. For, its, for the numbers that it had, it was great. Now, think about this. What have we got today that is comparable to this, and how has it changed? And this is the exciting part. And people say many, many times to me, sort of like, well, why is so many, why is such growth? Well, we've got a lot in our favor right now. We've been at this now for 2,000 years. <laughs> we've which, had a lot of practice. We've had a lot of practice, <laughs> all right? And things are going well. We've learned. We've had missionaries that have sown the seed around the world. We have technology now that is helping us in many regards with the message of the gospel. But we've also got this. Um, we are watching, as it was in the early church today, we're looking at people with unquenchable hunger for the things of God because this world is falling apart through wars, disasters, um, all the problems in our globe. Social impact, all that. Social impact. Numbers of people, starvation, uh, um, uh, droughts, earthquakes. I, you can go down the list, okay? And it's all over the globe. And therefore, in the early days, well, they had their problems too, like I just listed, and all those things that were going on. There was a famine in Jerusalem, and therefore, there was all in Israel there a real downturn. People, other areas were taking offerings to give to them. All these things were happening. So there was an unquenchable hunger for the things of God today, like we've never seen. And this is like we've never seen, not that this is new, but the numbers are so great, and it's so widespread, and the intensity of them. Early church had the same thing. Now you've got this, the speed of witnessing. Right. Um, you've got jets now that are taking people various places. We've got motorcycles. We've got um, bicycles. We've got buses. We've got Zoom. We've got Zoom. <laughs> we can have all these things very, very quickly, and we can get things around. The news can spread quicker than it could in the early church. Early church... They were on a mule or a camel <laughs> or something like that that walked slow. Right. When they went to another country, that was a major thing. Like when Paul got on those boats to go and do his missionary tours, that was major stuff. That took a couple of years, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. That took, that we're in the years. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about in minutes and in hours getting to those places. And therefore, the speed of the witnessing. Um, for instance, let me give you an example. Earlier uh, this year, in Ethiopia, 6,000 evangelists were given the opportunity to go out throughout the country and preach the gospel. Out of this, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people came to Christ. What was involved in this is that they got on buses, they got in cars, they went to the various areas, they walked there, and they just took the gospel for a period of a couple of months all over the place so quickly. And they could do this because of modern aids for travel, all right? So in the early days, they didn't have it. They did a great job. But now we can reach more people, which means more coming to the Lord. Then you've got um, all the other things that are 
part of this, and that being the spiritual side of things. And that means the confirmation by miracles and dreams. Today, we have that all over the world. God is touching down, showing that he's alive. Miracles, healings, other sorts of miracles, dreams, visions, all of this is very common today. Well, it was in the early church too. Right. And remember, Jesus did miracles. The disciples and the apostles did miracles. It was a very common thing back in those days. And therefore, this is something that is confirming to people that, no, this message is true and it's real. So the comparison there is great. But we're having more of them today because the world is bigger. Mm -hmm. The message is all around the world. It's not confined to one little area. Then you've got saturation of the Bible. Okay, mm -hmm. what does this mean? In the early church, all they had were basically the Word of God in the synagogues, the temple, everything like that, scrolls. That was it. It was read. There was no mass publication of the Word of God at all. After a while, letters were taken around from the apostles, and teaching was picked up, and somebody would read a letter to a group of people, and then that would get spread around. So there wasn't much of the Word of God. Now I'm holding in my hand in the studio here my Bible. Well, this is one of a run of probably 200,000 um, <laughs> that were was taken off. We do it now in bulk. And we've got 66 books here that I'm looking at right now that tell the full story. We print Bibles at Empower at incredibly low prices around the world. For instance, a Bible is somewhere between $2 and maybe $3.25. Well, they had nothing like this in the early church. Nothing even could come close to it. So the average person was learning as much as they could back in the old days. Now, people are picking it up and reading it all the time. We've got New Testaments that basically we're treating like tracts now for many people. And they're taking these small books, 75 cents to maybe $1.25. We do them in huge runs of 100,000 for a country or 200,000. Uh, Ethiopia right now, I don't know how many millions have gone in there. China's the same thing. They've got 1.4 billion people. Well, they can shove in 500,000 Bibles, no problem <laughs> with the numbers of people coming. The, the New Testaments, that's what you learn the Gospels from, the story of Jesus, the message of being born again, all of that. Then you graduate to a full Bible. So therefore, the hunger for the Word of God and the availability of it and the cheapness of producing it and the ways that we've got ships going all around the world now to distribute it means that people are growing reading, hearing God's message, and growing deeper in the Word are becoming more mature as time goes on. That's showing up today. You've got people in love with the Word of God. It's changing their lives, and we can get it to them easily. Hmm. Um, then you've got compassionate love. Um, in the early days, they, as I say, they took up that offering for the people in Jerusalem, etc. Paul delivered it and all that sort of thing. And that was, that was something special. Well, we do that all the time now. And at Empower, what happens is there'll be um, a disaster, a tsunami, an earthquake or something like that in a certain area, or some people are starving because of persecution. And then you take in food to them and clothing. And, and how do you do it? Well, you buy it locally there, give it through the national church. They distribute it to the ones that need it most. We can do it instantaneously just with transfer of money. They go out that day, buy it, take it to the people very quick. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's hard back in the early church to move things around. My, uh, food was expensive. That was the number one item on the people's list. 
get food today. Get food today. (laughs) All right? That's why, you know, the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread. Yeah. That was the big thing. And historically, that didn't change until what, the Industrial Revolution? Exactly. Right. And now we're really able to help people. So when they accept the Lord, we can show our love in a compassionate way, dropping it off, not pulling up to a group of people with a Christian truck, dumping out the back of the truck and then driving <laughs> off. Quite the vision. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it's, it's not that. Now it's giving it through the Church of Jesus Christ. And so they can give it out in love and compassion, saying, we love you. We want to help you. Here's something physical, but we've also got something spiritual to share with you. And you glue the two together. That's actually so significant, what you just said, that Empower gives it to the National Church, and then they distribute it. Yes. A, it's super fast. And yep. B, it's super effective. And efficient. And efficient. Yes. Oh, wait, that's Empower's motto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Focus, effective, and efficient. Yeah, there it is. But that's how we do it. Right. Um, and, and other people do it as well. It's just, just not us. Right. Other people do it as well, but it's not done as much as it should be. Let's put it that way. Um, what else we got? Okay, organizing house churches and discipling. We've got this down in some areas to a, a, a fine-tuned orchestra operation, whereby you've got the evangelist going in, then you take in the scriptures, then you open up house churches because they don't have anything else. And we can do this now en masse in these areas where God is ripping the people apart, shall we say, ripping them away from their old religions, false religions, then by the power of the Spirit, taking that apart, and then the gospel's coming in and rebuilding, the Holy Spirit is rebuilding the people around the gospel, around the Word of God. And this is now happening all over. Whereas in the early church, it was tough. So now, therefore, what are we saying after we've said all this about, you know, what's going on around the world? Back it up to this. What's the difference? They did a marvelous job in the book of Acts with what they had in their situation, with the time they were just getting going. It was a blueprint. And now that blueprint from the book of Acts, first five, six, seven, eight chapters, that blueprint has now been taken around the world. And because of our conditions now, the hunger, the things that are going wrong en masse, all these things we've talked about with the word of God, love, speed, motorcycles, all of this, we can do a lot more. And that means a lot more people today are accepting the Lord than they did back in those days. But proportionately, according to the circumstances, it's very similar. And wouldn't you say this exponential growth is a more recent development? It's not it, it all of the sun ramped up. All the, the key parts, the printing press, and those have developed over time. But it's only been in the past little while that this exponential growth has really been happening. Oh, exactly. Basically, we go back to 1989 to 91 care. Yeah. And that's when really the national church took off. And once that national church took wings and started to really grow and the Spirit of God started to pour out and everything started to go wrong in the world and uh, Tiananmen Square and um, um, fall of Russia and uh, Soviet Union, uh, Berlin, the wall coming down there. That was the first stage. And then you got into the terrorism stage. Then you got into the persecution. And then we got into, and there are more stages in here. Um, Then you get into the COVID situation where so many people were dying. And then Spirit of God just really um, uh, moved in on so many countries. 
And the church just rose up and took these people that were both suffering and disheartened and in problems, and they just really preached the gospel to them and people accepted. All the great world religions are now collapsing, all of them. And this started in 89 to 91, but just as you say, it's been growing exponentially now, almost like a growth plateau, growth plateau, growth plateau, and it's just going up this mountain, and we're watching it today. That's why we have a greater opportunity to win people to the Lord today than ever before in history, even in the early church. And some people might argue and say, well, that was the epitome of of good times, the early church. It was the beginning of good times. Then we went through a long period of time in the last 2,000 years where there was very little going on. And nowadays, it's the, I, I look at it as the, um, the, the end time harvest. I might as well just say it. I look at this as the end time harvest and that this is a patterned after the early church, but now at a much greater level because of the situation around the world. And God has orchestrated all this. This isn't us. This isn't empower. This isn't the Western church. This isn't anything. This is God bringing all things together at the right time. In other words, the opportunity, the outpouring of the spirit, the hard times and the disasters and the uh, persecution and everything like that, the diseases, all of this, as well as now the mechanisms, the tools that we can pour into these areas that will really bring people into the, the kingdom of God. It's a perfect storm and uh, we have all of the tools to, exactly. to really make yes, it work for exactly. us. That's the short answer. All right. Well, you answered okay. it well. Thank you. <laughs>